Welcome back to your favorite indie music podcast, Made in India. I mean, it better be your favorite or I'll just be really sad and lonely. I'm May, and this week on the show, we have bass player and producer Nathan Thomas, a.k.a. NATO8, joining me in the studio. We discuss his debut album, Furaha, and he performs three songs from it with Jeremy D'Souza on drums, Sid Shirodkar on keys, Harsh Gadbe on guitars, and Azuman Hoyboy on vocals. Nathan also talks to me about how his dad bought him his first bass, how a good rhythm section comes together, and how he approaches session gigs and making his own music very differently. Hi, I'm Nate, and I'm on Made in India with me. And the first song I'm going to be playing is Trigger Fool. I've been watching you fall I've been watching you fall I've been watching you fall Watching you fall I've been watching you fall I like the way you fall in my brain I love watching you
It's wonderful to hear. I think you, you're, I guess, relatively longtime collaborator with Azman and with Azu, yeah. yeah, and he's so good, and he sounds great on this track, and it is one of my favorites from yes. your album, Furaha. Furaha, yeah. What is Furaha? So it's just a nice looking word first, but it means happy or happiness in Swahili. Oh, yeah, nothing nice deep. Nice looking word. Yeah, it just looks nice. It sounds nice. Maybe. I've never heard it before, so it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. So I would also like to say that it's wonderful to have Malu brethren here in the house. And no, Nathan Thomas and May Mariam Thomas were not related. So I've been asked that question by so many people from the scene. Mm. And um, one of the things is that, like, I also feel like you and I... Should I say it's a cliche, but like that sort of Malus in the Middle East, you were mm-hmm. born in Bahrain. Yes, that is right. <laughs> but you weren't there for very long. No, I got back when I was four. Got back to India. So you didn't really live the Middle East life. No, I don't remember anything from that. I'm sure. I, yeah. was, I mean, I was born in Kerala. That right. is somehow I wrote. <laughs> so one of the things that I found out was that your dad was a musician too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What did he do? Did he sing? Did he, did he, he have a sang- band? He sings and he plays guitar. And oh. uh, yeah, he used to sing and play guitar in church. Of course. Yeah. Where all of our education around music used to happen. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so what was the kind of music you were listening to at home then? At home, there was a lot of like 60s, 70s music. So like Beatles, CCR. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, like 60s, 70s. The vibes. usual, yeah. 60s, yeah. 70s. Eagles. Yeah. So... I'm always curious about this because if you're saying your dad sang and played guitar, you picked up the bass. Yeah. So how did that happen? You were quite young. You were 14? I was 14. Yeah, I was 14 when I started playing bass. Yeah. <laughs> so, <knows. laughs> yeah, so I started playing the guitar first. Like mm-hmm. there was just an acoustic guitar lying in at home. And I just started learning some chords and this and that. And then at some point, I discovered the Chili Peppers and like oh. flea blew my mind, like really. So I would like just play bass on my dad's acoustic guitar. Oh. Like, yeah. And this one day, like I was just playing to like a track in my room and my dad walks in and he's like, are you playing bass? Because he used to play like a few bass gigs at church, but like not like proper, proper bass. Oh. So he was like, what are you doing? Are you playing bass? And I was like, yeah, like there's this band, like I'm really into them. He's like, play, play, show me, show me. So I play for him and he's like, dude, I'm going to get you a bass. (laughs) Like, you should play bass. So like, I think the next week we went and we bought a bass. (laughs) Oh my God, your dad's super cool. Shout out to your dad. What's his name? His name is Joy. Wow. Joy Thomas. (laughs) Finished. I couldn't get even more money than Joy Thomas. Correct. (laughs) So that's amazing. So your dad bought your first bass. How cool that he heard you kind of playing it. Yeah, he just like happened to walk into my room. Oh my God, that's amazing. So I'm super curious. Where was that moment? Because was music always something that you knew you were going to get into? Was that something that just like naturally came to you? Yeah, I would say that. It was not like I had to take lessons or like I just learned everything myself off of YouTube. And I didn't really think of it at that time like, oh, this is what I want to do. But it just everything kind of just like fell into place and like 
Yeah. Everything just happened. When did you start playing with bands then? Like when I was 15, 16, I started playing with like, Damn. Yeah. Like fully in school. Did you have like yeah. a school band or was there I like... did, but I was playing drums in my school band. What? Yeah. Well, so I Wait, played... what was your school band called? Oh my God. <laughs> the name's wow. always so good. No, I actually have no recollection what it's called. But you played drums. Yeah. But it was just like one gig, like for annual day or something. <laughs> yeah. The word annual day. I haven't heard that word in like a couple of decades. Yeah. So then from that, because I do know, and I don't know if this was the first time, but you, I think like played bass. Did you play bass for the Mavens like for a gig or something? And then mm. I don't know, like which was the first time you were playing it like in a band band? Or no, I didn't like... play bass with the Mavens, but... I did play one gig with the drummer from the Mavens and Clayton. Oh. So my first few gigs in life was with Clayton. And then we were doing these bar nights at Blue Frog. So yeah. every Tuesday for like eight or nine months, we would play at Blue Frog with Sid Kuto. Yeah. Pradeep was playing guitar. Nice. Um, and Clayton and I. So then how did you end up sort of getting into this space where, you know, people are like, oh, come and play bass. Oh, you're really good. You come and play bass. Yeah. So. yeah. so like friends and people of Kuto and Clayton and all that would come to gigs and like, this one gig, Zoran, the guitar player for Nikhil. Yeah. He came to the gig and he was like, oh, you know, we should link you up. Like, you should come play bass. And like, if someone's not free, like, you know, you should sub. I was yeah. like, yeah, 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 sure thing. And then I got the Nikhil gig. And then with Nikhil, uh, oh. I was playing a few gigs and I think Warren was doing sound on one gig. Damn. Black Star Blues. And he was like, oh, I have this one gig. Like, do you want to play? I'm like, Hello. <laughs> yeah. So then I'll be I'm, playing on my knees. <laughs> yeah. So then everything just kind of like fell into place. Things just started happening. That's naturally. kind of awesome. Yeah. But that also is super telling, I think, of your own talent. And I think that if people are watching you and going, "This guy's really good," I mean, do you feel like I'm amazing? No wonder they're picking me. <laughs> or were you a little? Are you quite shy? And you're just kind of like, thank you. Yeah, I would say like I was I was more on the shy side than the yeah like on the <laughs> shit. Which, <laughs> and also like everyone around me, like I was lucky to be like around Rohan, Spaz, yeah. Clayton, Lakan, all of these guys. They would just hold me down, and be like, you know, you're cool and all, you're good, talented, but like don't let this shit get to your head ever. Wow. And they would just keep like so. I was lucky to just be surrounded by nice people. Am I assuming they're all? Quite older than you, yeah. or oh. yeah, yeah, they're all much so older. they've finished. They were just, <laughs> yeah. oh, I cannot even possibly imagine what the kind of you're putting it very nicely, huh, sir, <laughs> what they're doing and saying to you. Huh? So, you clearly have played with a bunch. You're talking about Nikhil and Warren, you played for Taj Dad yes. as well, and you yes. played for Sand Dunes. I saw something, yeah, I played and, a couple of gigs with Sand, man. And I've seen you live as well, and yeah. I think you are so good, and you really are that talented. And Thank like, you. if it gets to your head, man. So this is the thing that I also find really amazing about bass players, right? And whether people realize this or not, the combo deal of like drums and bass, right? Your rhythm section. I feel like you get great pairings, right? Like there's certain bassists and drummers when they're together, it just kind of works. So do you have that with like Deed? I think he's, is he your guy? I think you could say that, yeah. He's like, he is my person. Yeah. Like, okay, Chal, if you're on stage and there's like certain like non-spoken moments where like where we just pull out and come back in on the same, like yeah. at the same time, like, like sometimes like even non-musically, like we're thinking of the same things and we're talking and like, for example, I'd be saying something, I'd be like, shit, I was just going to tell you the same thing, like you know, things <laughs> like that. 
So it is like with the like I do I connection. do have that yeah proper connection. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you guys also have this drum ani bass. Drum ani bass, yeah. <laughs> is that still around? It is. Yeah. With we a little bit on a, I wouldn't say hiatus but we're just like we haven't been able to make kind of on the down low. Yeah, okay. kind of on the down low. Yeah, but we're still pretty yeah. much around. And again, I think I'm curious about this because I kind of like to understand relationships and how these connections are. Like, you know, with someone like Dave, you already have like this like sort of connection. But like, what are the things that you feel like work when like drum and bass like come together and it just it fits? What are the things that are like kind of, I guess, the formulaic like, but I think... When I'm watching it, I can see when it works. Yeah. But then I don't know what's happening between yeah. you guys generally. So yeah. what are the things that you feel like if A, B, C, D happens, then it's great? I would just say like locking in with the drummer, the groove, the pocket, when to play, when to not play, when to leave space for each other. Also, it's like a conversation. Like, you know, it's not just the monologue. So it's mm. like two people trying to say that not the same thing but like trying to say things yeah. which have like a same message together in words I'm trying to like yeah. put this so yeah when that is there and when it's not tough to like express yeah I would say like that's okay that's probably a good connection that's kind of cool I think mm. you articulated that pretty well have you ever had like you know a moment where like you were in that sort of pocket and some you know where you went Oh my god! Because it also is very cathartic. I yeah, think, totally. like, as yeah. though it was like a bit of a release. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Do you remember, like, really vividly, like a moment in a song with a drummer where you're like, "I'm so happy right now." <laughs> Man, it's tough to pick out a moment, but there mm-hmm. has been a few for sure. Mainly with Dean, I'm assuming, or is it someone else? With Deer, even with Jay, like, so Jay plays oh, drums yeah. with Amit and we play together. And, like, yeah. there's so many, like, moments where we just look back and we're like, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> and even with Deer, so many times, both of us will just stop playing at the same time, come back in at the same time. And then we just look at each other like, what? How did that happen? Did like, but, yeah, I can't pick out, like, one like, there's particular so many. moment. Yeah, there's a bunch. So, again, talking about bassists, yeah. I, I can't remember which video this was, but I think P-Man had made this video where he was kind of chatting with other bassists. Yeah. And uh, I think w- someone in that sort of video was talking about the fact that, like, his parents came for, like, a gig and they were like, we don't know <laughs> what you're doing. Yeah. You're playing something we can't see. You really playing? <laughs> Do you ever have that moment where yeah. people just don't understand what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, so much, so much. How like, do you explain to people what bases? I, I don't know how to do it. Okay, so right now, like, with the kind of music we have going on, in our time, it's easier to explain because you can just be like, mm. oh, you know, that hip-hop vibe where you hear an 808 and you're like, boom. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and, and we're like, that's basically what a bass does. <laughs> you're <laughs> so really the, lucky. This is the right time. <laughs> it is, yeah, it is. But yeah, I've been like asked so many times, like, oh, what do you do? Like, why does your guitar look different? Why does it have less strings? And, like, yeah. Like, what is a bass? And it's just like... <laughs> Do you feel like you are like being teaching what is bass? No, not really. I mean, if they don't know, it's like my job to tell them what it is. Like, yeah. So it's fine. It's okay. I think that's sweet. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So what's the second song going to play for me today? The second one is the title track from the album. It's called Furaha. So where did you even find this word? I think I just googled like happy or happiness in different languages. Yeah. And this one stood out. <laughs> I like it. Okay, yeah. so the next track is Furaha.
So, you know what? You just played the title track, Furaha. And I have to tell you, this album was so nice to listen to. You know, I kind of listened to albums in like one go and it just sounded so good. And my favorite tracks to them, one was Trigger for which you played earlier, and Cold Muse. Mm. Nice. Which I don't know if it's... There was something about this song where I felt like I heard you. Yeah. And the bass line is amazing. And I feel like you come through so much more yeah. in that track. And I know the whole album is you, obviously. But, like, I don't know. I just... I don't know how it was for you. Like, which were your sort of songs that you feel like, oh, I love this one. I know it's like picking a baby. Yeah, there's, like, there's a few. Like, I really like... If I had to pick out, like, maybe three or four, like, I really like Furaha... Yeah. I mean, like Sunrise Sunfall with Jitwan. Oh, yeah. That's a nice yeah. one. Trigger Fool, yeah. Feel It. They're all, they're all nice songs. <laughs> they all are nice. It and and Jitwan is amazing, by the way. Yeah, he's like, his music, it on yeah, that he's one. so good. Yeah. Obviously, I really liked Azamon and Megan's song, yeah. and I even like Untitled also. Yeah, that's a nice um, one. But yeah, Cold Muse and Trigger Fool were like my faves. Nice, and you. my thing is that this was your lockdown album pretty right? much yeah so yeah. was it just a chance for you to actually like work on something or had you been working on something for a while no actually right before lockdown it was very busy like with the session gigs and traveling and all of that so I didn't really get time to, like sit and get into that zone for like an extended period of time so like mm-hmm. when lockdown hit I just started making music at home because I was like, okay, I need to make use of this time. Like the first two weeks, I was just like playing PlayStation, watching like binge watching like TV and like I think that's what everyone did. But at some point I was like, okay, cool. I have so much time. Like, let me just make some music. Hmm. Yeah. So I was pretty grateful that I had that much downtime to like just work on some music. So, yeah, all of this happened in lockdown. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know which article it was, but there was a piece that, like, really beautifully described, you know, I think the lockdown was hard on everyone to some extent. But I think there's somewhere where you said what inspired the album was the idea of being in a club and missing that feeling of being on the dance floor. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I think everyone missed that. Yeah. Right? I really missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely miss being a gig. So you were like, I will make the gig in my album. Correct. (laughs) Exactly. I was just there. I'm just sitting at home to party for one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have to, and this is interesting for me, because you are mainly playing with other people, right? Most Mm -hmm. of the time, your sessions or you're with a band or whatever. So I'm kind of curious, like, is that something that obviously performing live and playing bass is one thing, but when you're making your own music, it's a yeah. whole other ballgame. Yeah, yeah. What is it that you prefer or like or don't like about each? See, it's a thing about balance, right? So you got to do like some things to be able to do other things. Okay. And so with my own project or like DJ gigs or whatever, I cannot expect to like play five, six, seven, eight gigs a month. Yeah. just that like you know I'm gonna get burnt out as well so that is like my creative outlet and like my release yeah basically and these other things that I do it helps me fund this it helps me like yeah. just keep in touch with my instrument also like play yeah. with other bands and it's not a thing about like or dislike I would say it's yeah. just like 
It's just different. Fair enough. Yeah, it's just a switch in your head. Yeah. You switch on and off. And you're still doing the things that you love. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Even if some things you do for the money. Because yeah. we all got to do exactly. things for the money. Yeah. I think it's so cool that your dad bought you your first space. But <laughs> when you... Did it ever happen that you were like, maybe I need to study accounts? Like, I don't know. Did you ever have a moment where you were like... No, actually, never. Never. You're like, never. desk job, absolutely not. No chance. I cannot imagine myself wearing a shirt and trouser <laughs> every day. I can't either. Yeah. <laughs> like sitting at a desk and I cannot, no chance. Have you ever, you've never experienced that either, no, though? I've never had yeah, it. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. No. I have, and I could definitely tell you, <laughs> it's not something I enjoyed yeah. particularly. Yeah. I, yeah. So on the album, there is this, and I feel, it made me feel slightly nostalgic. Mm -hmm. And then I heard it and it was so funny and odd. There is the Let's Go to Ibar interlude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where it's just, like, I felt like I was a fly on the yeah. wall in yeah. your house. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know... Neil called and he's still in Andheri. <laughs> and then like, uh, you want to go to Ibar? You want to go to Ibar? Yeah. I don't think Lankan is there yet. And should we call him? Bro, let's bounce, dude. We're like, but I just ordered food. And we're like, what do you get? Rolls, butter chicken. You want butter? I'll wait. Oh, I really want to eat. I was like, what is this entire thing? Yeah, so I like the ideas of an interlude, especially in like a full-length mm. album. It just gives you like a breather and like, even like a segue into like another song or something. Mm. So I was just going through my voice notes on my phone and I found this voice note. It was an actual voice note? Yeah. Like you just, the recorder came on? Or no, was... so we were all hanging at Andrea's house and it was Andy, Elaine, Dheer, Karan and me. Mm. And Karan's keyboard was out and he started just playing these mad changes. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I'm going to record this and sample it later oh. and make something out of this. And then just the conversation just happened. Oh, so yeah, because no one realizes that you're yeah, recording. Exactly. like a... So I just slyly recorded it. Yeah. And um, I couldn't sample it, like make a beat or whatever. But now it's on my album. <laughs> as an yeah, but it sounds so... Actually, it, it's kind of nice because like when I was listening to the album, I'm like, what is happening? And then yeah. I went and I saw the name of it and it felt... Yeah. I mean, Ibar was an institution. It's totally. like Blue Frog. It's like all these like amazing... Places that become like a huge part of our own sort of gig yeah. zeitgeist or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And it's so sad that they're like yeah. not there anymore. Yeah. Shouts to Ibar. Shouts to <laughs> Ibar. So this is also interesting because everywhere I've sort of seen your name mm -hmm. crop up, like NATO 8, it keeps talking about you being part of an underground kind of scene. And I'm like, are you really that underground? Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess underground means not commercial and mainstream. I guess. Yeah, but you play you with Amit Trivedi. That's like <laughs> yeah, but not as Nate Wade. I play oh, with Amit okay. Trivedi as Nathan. As Nathan. Nathan, Nathan Thomas, the bass player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if we had to do a who is Nato 8, who is Nathan Thomas, yeah. like what is the. <laughs> Oh you like God. the psychology of this. Uh, yeah. Now now you're like, I'm going to die. <laughs> Crawl no. under the carpet. No, no. But yeah, I mean, it's just me at the end of the day. It's the same mm -hmm. human, but it's like just a different version of that human at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so as Nero, it's like, okay, this is my music. This is my expression of me. This, that, da, 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 da. As yeah. Amit, I'm like, okay, I'm 
I'm myself into the music. I'm only playing bass. I'm doing my job. I'm not gonna like, yeah. like impose myself as like Nito eight on the Amit Kick. So like, yeah. this is two separate like identities. You're such a like good boy. Such a sweet. I like it. So the thing that was interesting, I think there was like something that you had said somewhere where you talked about music being super subjective. Yeah. But we live in a world now where there is room to take. Yeah. risks and that yeah. you can experiment yeah. because there will be an audience for, for what sure. do you really believe that yeah for sure like yeah. there's so many people that like certain kind of music and don't like a certain kind of music and there's always someone yeah. that'll resonate with like even with the album everyone has told me oh this one's my favorite song oh, that one's my favorite or oh, this one i like this one more than like you know yeah. so there's something out there for everyone yeah. and as long as you're being like honest and like you're just being yourself, like someone's yeah. gonna like. And yeah, there's always room for, for you for to be able to want to do whatever it is that you kind of want, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, Fair exactly. Yeah. So, do you have any plans for 2023? Are you working on some new music? Um, there are a couple of singles that I'm working on, and Ooh. yeah, and uh, one of them is with Azu. In fact, it's a really nice one. Yeah, I'll play it to you later. <gasps> yes, and uh, yeah, the band. I want to take the band on the road, do a few live gigs. Are we doing NATO it tour? I want to, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I think you should. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. That's gonna be so exciting. You know what? I remember when you had sent me the gig poster for your album launch, and I was so excited. I was like, oh my god, he's putting out music because I already knew that you were an incredibly talented yeah. bass player. And then I'm like, oh my god, his own music. Mm. And then you were like, hey, I'd love to be on the show, and I'm like. You gotta play this live, my friend. And then you're yeah. like, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> and then now this, yeah. this episode happened. Yeah. And yeah. so, did you always know how you were gonna take it live, or what, did I like sort of put you on the spot? A little no, bit? no, I knew I had all of these boys in mind like yeah? since the start. Yeah. Oh, okay, awesome. So, because yeah. I was just like, I remember that moment. I do. Like, yeah. I, I still do. have that message where I you're do like, okay, that. I'll, I'll, get, I'll back. get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, cool, take your time. Because yeah. I'm a, I'm always in this space where I'm not going anywhere. But like the whole thing that I love about Made in India is that you get to perform it live. Yeah. And, you know, people get to kind of see it and listen to it. Yeah. It's fun. And I'm happy it happened now because I didn't have any like a live set or like a band or anything ready at that time. Yeah. So, yeah, it worked out. Wow. So yeah. what's the last song going to play for us today? This last one's called Cold Muse. And it's... For you. My favorite. <laughs> I was going to do another one, but then you were like, this is my favorite no, song. No, that's my favorite. <laughs> so, by the way, why did you call it Cold Muse? Oh, just a random word. Simply, this Again. is like Furaha. I'm, I'm terrible at naming my tracks, so. Yeah? That's just, why you actually have an untitled in the yeah. track list. You're <laughs> yeah. like, this one I'm struggling this with. This one I really can't. Yeah, untitled. Oh my God. <laughs> Your next album will be untitled. And then what will happen? Okay, awesome. Last track is my favorite. Cold yeah. Muse.
That was NATO 8 on Made in India. And he just played his song Cold Muse specially for me because it's one of my faves. Thank you, Nathan. Also, please come to me if you need names for your next album because I think calling it Untitled is just so basic. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of Made in India... So, you know, I keep talking about Island City Studios and how we do a lot of our recordings here. Well, the wonderful gentleman who started it uh, is a guy called JJ. And he wanted to tell you something really important. If you enjoyed the show, subscribe, follow, rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice. And come say hi to us once in a while on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Made in India. See you next week. Same time, same place.